Welcome to 17 Minutes of Science. My name is Sarah Cheeseman. I'm a technical solution scientist with Invivo Biosystems. It's good to be back. And it's especially wonderful when we have an opportunity to speak with someone that we have talked to in the past and catch up with their work today. So I'm really delighted and honored to welcome back to 17 Minutes of Science our guest today, Dr. Zara Kashi. And we're gonna, we're gonna catch up with Kashi Labs is how we frame our conversation today. We talked with Zara last May in 2020, kind of in the earlier days of the pandemic. And so it's fun to circle back with her now. So Zara is the founder and CEO of Kashi Labs, which is headquartered in Portland, Oregon. And Dr. Kashi is a board certified molecular immunohematologist and she has many years of experience in clinical laboratories. In her laboratory, Kashi Labs is a CLIA accredited laboratory and it is one of the largest COVID test providers in the state of Oregon. So they have had a critical role for our, the health of our whole state this last year. We're delighted she's taken a few minutes to catch up. So Zara, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Thank you so much. We know it's been a crazy year. We were just talking about how that is in the moments before live. Um, so I wanted to start off by saying that, as I mentioned, when we, we met last year, we were only several months into this whole pandemic, but now here we are a year and a half later, lots has changed. We have a lot of tests, there are vaccines out there, there may be even this treatment coming from Merck, but there's also still a lot of high infection rates and new variants. So tell us what life has been like at Kashi Labs. Um, what's the day-to-day? -day? How have you been adapting? Thank you so much. Um, sorry, I appreciate um you know, the question, and it's uh, really the life at the laboratory has been uh, quite parallel, you know, with the, the peaks and troughs that we see in the in um, COVID-related uh, healthcare as a whole. You know, we, um, and it's, it's very unpredictable. Um, it's quite difficult to plan ahead. So, um, what we have done in order to overcome the uncertainties, we just have made that a, um, you know, just as, as a, a part of the, the routine part of the laboratory business, we have intertwined um, various uh, different uh, uh, technologies and technologists with not only run the rest of the laboratory, but also have a focused attention on COVID. So during the peak time, we have more trained staff to attend uh, the incoming flood of samples. And during the thrust, there are many other obligations that we have to attend for the non-COVID related uh, testing that we do. So it's been a, a trial and uh, a, a fair amount of, uh, I wouldn't say trial and error probably is not the right term, but rather um, aiming for and try to target, but then if if it didn't hit the target, we would shift very quickly in order to not lose focus and yet, and most importantly, um, not um, elongate the turnaround time from, you know, we are quite proud to say that we have been consistently staying on our, our promised turnaround time of the net, you know, no later than the next uh, day. Uh, so it's been uh, challenging as it has been for everyone, um, the, you know, it's been, the, the unpredictability has been probably the, the most challenging, but like I said, you conform to it 
as as I am sure the the universe can has confirmed to this uh, variety of, of of oscillation of this this virus and the impact of this virus, I should say, we the world has been challenged, and I think somehow we find a way to to overcome the challenge to the best of our ability. And at our lab, uh, quite frankly, it's been it's been challenging. It's been the same, and we have been uh, finally finally able to. I, I would I would dare say perf perf perfect the situation to the needs of of the lab testing on not only COVID but the non COVID and um, uh, areas of our testing. So, have you been able to keep up with the demand with your staffing? Have you had to expand? I mean, I'm thinking about what you're saying and that you may have times when you need all hands on deck for the COVID side of the business, but then you shift people around. We have had a lot of a fair amount of, of cross training um, that you know that we had to to go through. Just you know, how else do you plan? You know, it's uh, by cross training, by maintaining staff uh, members, and and by um, separating um, some of the folks into other tasks and and focusing them while hiring new ones to focus on. COVID only and train them, you know, moving for moving forward for a variety of different services that are uh, relevant to COVID, not just human testing, but some of our other tests that we perform in conjunction with, um, but in the context of, of COVID, such as environmental testing and whatnot. So, um, yeah, we have had a, um, we've had to, the, the, the good news is that we have not we didn't have to lay people off. Um, you know that was the, the best part. Uh, the, even though the demand fluctuated, we were fortunate to add responsibilities. Some of the environmental testing got added. Uh, some of the other um, departments that were established during uh, during this pandemic. So we were able to shuffle people around and shift. Uh, you know, change the shifts and. Um, in order to, to acclimate and in order to provide um, the service within the promised turnaround time. It was, it has been challenging, but fortunately it was settled eventually. And to what we are, we believe we are, we are everybody is now comfortable and knows when there is a, a peak of COVID sample testing and everybody's prepared and we, you know, we just have to make the, the, the necessary immediate changes, but everybody's trained and ready for it. So. Mm. Thinking about Delta in particular, since it seemed like at least us in Oregon had a bit more advanced warning that that might be coming our way when we were watching, of course, the world and then other parts of the United States where that was blooming up um, quickly. Were you, were you able to sort of get ahead of that in, in looking around at how, how it was progressing elsewhere? We certainly have, and you know, we have brought on board um, a rapid testing that does detect the variant. Uh, uh, in addition to sequence, the sequencing uh, is is not a rapid test by any stretch of imagination, um, and neither that that really the depth of sequencing uh, information is of any diagnostic use at this time, at least. Um, a lot of it is for uh, epidemiological uh, investigation and 
And so those are being done um, uh, by uh, the, the, uh, the state health department and so forth. But for us, we certainly can do and do the sequencing, but that's not for the purpose of diagnosis. But we were able to bring uh, some of the faster turnaround, rapid, rap, not rapid tests, but PCR based, but there you can, we can determine the variants. So those have been quite helpful to, um, for our own knowledge and, and often to somehow pre-warn uh, the group that this is a, a, a Delta variant and, and whatever needs to be the further cautionary. At this time, from a diagnostic purpose, there is really no, to my knowledge at least, um, there is no known benefit to a clinician, whether it's Delta variant or not, in terms of treatment modality. Uh, but yeah, we were uh, we forefronted that from the get-go sequence started sequencing last year. Uh, a lot of it was for internal purposes uh, of when we had a, a discussion with any of our our uh, uh, I would I want to say client because patients often we don't interact with patients but uh, various clinicians if they are interested they've been reaching out to us and. Um, but the, the, the quicker tests are, are quite useful um, if somebody really wants to know if they have uh, a certain variant in their environment and they've been reaching out to us from time to time asking, hey, can you tell me if, if it's a Delta variant or any other variant? And yes, we have the capability for that. And it's, that been, feeds, it's been good. That feeds into a great segue into the next question, which is when we spoke last time, the beginning of all this, it was it was harder to get access to testing. There was a lot of scrambling as people were trying to do that. But now, of course, there's many more options. Can you, for our viewers and listeners today, just refresh the list of what's out there and what Kashi services? Certainly. Um, so what's out there, quite exactly right. I mean, thankfully, there has been an, an expansion of availability of tests um, and and that's a good news. Uh, the fundamental of testing is still goes back to whether it's you know whether it's a, a molecular test, meaning the nucleic acid of the virus is being targeted, or if it's an antigen test, which is the the the, the antigens that are expressed on the um, uh, on, on the, the viral uh, virus is going to be detected. Um, but some of them come in a high throughput format, uh, some come in a lower throughput, some come in a home-based testing. Uh, so a garden variety of them, but the principle of testing hasn't changed, obviously. It's either PCR uh, or you know, nucleic acid-based testing, or it's an antigen testing. And of course, everybody is aware of the antibody test. That's still you know, an available test uh, everywhere. And, um, the utilization, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's been so far underutilized uh, just simply because A, it requires, uh, at least for the most part, it requires blood collection, which is, which is a challenge. And, and B, I think for most part, from a diagnostic um, purpose, it is not, you know, people want to know, do I have COVID? Do I have COVID? Well, testing anybody is not gonna tell them. So those are reasons probably that have led to this underutilization of these manufacturers that spend millions and millions of dollars to develop these. Um, and I don't know exactly what 
this, you know, this the sale of these kind of, of reagent was over time for for them, but um, I commend them, their you know, enthusiasm. So it's an available tool. Some people use it to see if they've had the virus in the past, but they still remain, you know, um, questionable uh, in using them because, you know, human immune response is going to obviously be variable between individuals. And for most part, it is still being uh, investigated what is the, the duration of this natural immunity, you know. So those are things to consider. And people have jumped the gun from time to time to, well, if I just do my antibody testing, I'm not going to need the vaccine. Well, that's not exactly how it works. In fact, uh, FDA was completely again, and they, they send their directives that that should not be used for such. And I wholeheartedly agree with that uh, from an immunological um, uh, perspective. So, uh, but the, the tests remain still the, the, the three type, the antibody test, the antigen test, and the molecular, the nucleic acid test, but there's a garden variety of them, you know, including at home testing and, you know, various devices, you know, it was, I, I dare saying that this was probably one of the positive takeaways from 2020, from the pandemic, was this diversity of, of not just the testing, but how the biotech companies were so prompt uh, to, to come to life and create something that is, at the end of the day, is a, is a life-saving mission. Yeah, granted, it's also money. I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, if you you have to make money, uh, no matter whether you sell widget or you, you sell science, it doesn't. So money is not an you know is not. I don't think. I mean, it's not necessarily the sole focus of any biotech environment to just. Um, I'm doing this because I want to make money. No, money is a necessity to keep the payroll going, but it's not the drive behind. So I applaud all the manufacturers to what they have done. And there have been a, a ton of them out, but the principle of the test is the same. We offer uh, the anybody test, rarely anybody is interested in it, but we keep that in case for some of our, our clients want their patient be tested. Um, and we certainly have been continually uh, uh, offering the, the variant testing as well as the PCR test, which is our basic uh, all the time. We did never, we never really go down the path of antigen testing because we have the holy grail here. So there's really, it wasn't, we never really found the necessity of bringing that in-house. We've got a number of these quick uh, rapid tests just sitting around if anybody needs them in emergency situation, but we are a PCR based lab. So for, for all practical purposes, that's what we solely uh, offer in terms of from diagnostic purpose to just whether the um, the person has COVID or not. I wonder if the antibody tests will be more useful in the years ahead. That may very well be indeed. As we yes. learn more and more about uh, not only this the, the the behavior of the virus, but also uh, a culminated data. I mean, data will be very telling uh, in the years to come. And I agree with you. Uh, so we'll have a, 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 a lot more uh, to celebrate um, in terms of, a, you know, what is invested today and, and to use them down the road. Yeah. Yes, you are so right about that. We, I think, have all uh, settled in and buckled up to realize we're on a bit of a long ride here. 
<laughs> All of these tools may have relevance at different points along the way as the data grows. But I think the antibody one is fascinating and, and is the one we stand to gain a lot of knowledge, as you say, in the coming years, especially with um, the, now I guess, increasing sample size of individuals who have been vaccinated and had a breakthrough infection. And that combo platter seems to be very interesting. I mean, a lot of- I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, in our last minute, because there it goes, 17 minutes. Tell us, actually 45 seconds, tell us, tell us what you've been doing for you in the last year that has brought you joy, that has helped you shut your brain off from this. And um, Hiking personally, but also really um, considering, uh, you know, the, the positive, looking for silver lining is, is my nature. In every catastrophe, I honestly believe there is, uh, there is something there. And I, you know, I've, I've been digging into, on a personal note, aside from a physical, you know, going up the, the, the mountains, um, I've been digging into what are, how you make, how you make lemonade out of lemon, if you will. And, you know, with the advancement of healthcare uh, in particular and being in a healthcare industry, I've been just looking at how we can innovate something that will, you know, the COVID, it, it, it's sudden socioeconomic impact that it had. And it has left um, many stones for all of us to, who are in, in healthcare industry or not, but in particular for us, how to not necessarily capitalize, but how to make this a greater connection for, um, for the next, uh, uh, you know, person um, for the next uh, uh, time that we as a healthcare industry can contribute to the patient safety in a greater way, in a um, uh, in a more positive, uh, uh, I guess, make a more positive impact. So it's been a, a challenging time to be sure, but it, but I've been looking to see what are you know, uh, for instance, the. We all hate masks, but we all also recognize mask has been, you know, somehow preventing this droplet from, you know, a lot of people say, well, I didn't get flu last year. Well, there was a reason for that. So, so that's lemonade in a lemon I'm talking about. I've been using my time in innovating our, our work and, and really focusing on well-being of, you know, myself uh, and, and every human who can benefit from um, something, you know, and in particular in the context of environmental testing, we've been, um, I've been quite entrenched in that and very invested in it. And uh, not just for COVID testing, but environment has a lot of other things that's introducing. So it's been an awakening. And I think the time is right. People now recognize and understand that, um, that it's just sitting there awaiting, attacking us. So this is a good time for us to put our mind together and move forward. That is an excellent way to sum mm -hmm. up. And, and hopefully you have had time in the woods to think the yes. best when you have a little more headspace. I couldn't agree more. Lazar, thank you so much for taking the time today after, out of what is clearly a very ongoing busy time to update mm -hmm. us on your important work. And we greatly appreciate all that you're doing in the state of Oregon and beyond to help support us in our wellness to navigate this. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much, Sarah.
We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.